Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there'll be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me is Brad and James and Zach. And every week Man. on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw Tomb Raider. I'm a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they should just take late 80s, 90s songs and just like remix them to make it cool. I, I, I think that's make what they do with again. every trailer. I know. Like, Make it just a lady singing creepy. Slow it down a little bit, you know. Like we we promise this movie's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned to that. We'll uh, tell you if you see the movie or not. Then spoil it after we play a trailer. We'll also talk about movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, movie news, and movies we've been watching. How's everybody doing this week? Good. Not bad. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my foot's two weeks away from being completely done and officially like off oh. the off the insurance books. So. Well, that's good. So, congratulations on your healing. Yeah, I know. I don't have to walk around with a with a boot on anymore. I can now walk around with another shoe, like I'll a human you. being. And I'll we won't ridicule you, you anymore. <laughs> like, what is yeah. he doing? Well, I mean, calling me hobbly and wimply uh, and um, limpy was kind of like a little harsh, but <laughs> but it'll be harder for us to. But then like, again, run away from I never you. called you hobbly or limply. I called you gimply. <laughs> gimply. That's right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I just pushed you over because your balance was so great. <laughs> I know. Doesn't appreciate a good joke. <laughs> I will say though, my one of my shoes is shorter than my other one now because I was wearing one shoe and then the cast. So like that shoe got worn down on the soles. So I've got to get a new pair of he, shoes. As I say, you can solve that really easily. I know because I work <laughs> at the, I work at a store where I can get one right away. <laughs> you do. Why am I not doing this right now? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, Zach, geez, I like talking movies with you guys. That's why. <laughs> You know, I was thinking, because uh, we got a nice shout-out from the House of Pod uh, on Twitter, and we are, like, one of the longest-running podcasts that I know of. We, I think we're the longest-running one I know of. In Denver. Of all yeah. time. Yeah, of all, yeah, I think we invented podcasting. We did. Yeah. yeah. We brought podcasting we're to Denver. We're talking on the radio. 
<laughs> we brought it over from from Europe. Yeah, <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> uh, we introduced it. Uh, of course, in Europe, it's called podcasting, and we uh, changed it to podcasting, and we really expanded the audience yeah. of listeners. And now, I mean, there's great apps like Stitcher who kind of piggybacked off of Nebcast. And when we showed them how to like build an app that uh, propagates uh, media like this, mm-hmm. so um, we. we we were so rich, we didn't need any kind of like well, yeah. royalties or money well, for that. Because we invented RSS feeds, mm-hmm. so yeah. we, we have all that money from all that RSS feed money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't forget, so. you guys also invented talking into microphones. So in see, general. you just ruined well, the joke. I invented, I invented the ruined internet. Ruined the joke. <laughs> Zach, you're lucky we like you as a person because oh. your jokes are fucking awful. Thank you. I invented the internet and climate change. Aren't they go? Don't they so go hand in hand? 50/50. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, you can't actually. You can't have the internet without changing the climate. That's is how we're dead. That's how. That's how internet comes from. Where where it comes from is is the polar ice caps. I think Kellen really likes his steak from Chipotle, but it's kind of spicy. Oh, spicy steak. <laughs> that's why he's eating it. He's like, wait, you talking about me, motherfucker? You see that look <laughs> he gave me? Bitch? <laughs> he's like, what you say? Dad, what I tell you about watching your mouth? <laughs> Yeah, would you say about me? Huh? huh? You want to go? You want to go? <laughs> you want this straw in your eye? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny too because my kid. You see this is, chocolate milk? I'll make you see it up close. <laughs> you, you forget how smart kids are. So we're driving here, and I'm coming down Sixth Avenue, and on the frontage road, there's a police car, a lot like mine. And I was like, "Oh, buddy, there's there's Daddy's car." He's like, "Dad, your car's at home." He's <laughs> 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 like, like uh, "Doy." <laughs> How dumb do you think I am? I, uh, on on Saturday, I was having dinner with a couple of friends, and they have a they have a three year old, and they she was telling me all about like these imaginary friends that she has right now, and all these stories. And I asked her a question the way you do, where you're like sort of you know playing along, and you're like, "Oh, is it like this?" And she just looks at me indignant and goes, "No." <laughs> Just as serious as it can be. We're talking about her imaginary next door neighbor's sister called New Sister, whose name is Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Like, all this weird shit. And I, I'm like, oh, is it like that? No. It's not like that at all. Kids have no patience for your imagination. That's what I've learned. Because theirs is better than yours. Fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably true. Um, Mine so. can't. My, my nephew can't talk right now. He just rolls his feet, foot into his mouth at this point. So, yeah. He has no greater Which ambition. Which is pretty good. Yet. Yeah. I, I wish I could roll my foot into my mouth. Apparently, it now takes. I me- mean, well, literally, not the way that Zach does all the time. No. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Apparently, he can now roll over, but it takes him forty-five minutes. Oh, it's like, hey, you can get a good workout that way. <laughs> it takes me about that long. <laughs> anyway, uh, it takes me two cool. hours. <laughs> Where were we? Um, this week? No, we already did that. Mm-hmm. I was blacking out. I wasn't paying attention. I know. I was obviously. playing with a kid. Um. He's telling me that his steak's too spicy, so he's gonna go ahead and eat his beans and tortilla and rice. He can, he can, I, I cooked some sausage for dinner. He can have some of that, but it's, uh, it was, it was cooked with, with some red pepper, so it's gonna be spicier. He does love s- sausage, like we, he loves that like cheap kind too. Have you ever seen that like brown and serve? You can only get at Walmart. Oh fuck yeah, man! It's like Morningstar. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, the pre-cooked stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every morning he wants like whether it's cereal or his waffles or whatever it is, he has to have. Sausage. So I'm like, oh, you know, two pieces of sausage is probably good. He's a little guy. The other morning, he ate six. Yeah. Mm. That's right. He could get beefy. Mm-hmm. He's all about the protein. But I but I think that sausage is garbage. Oh, no, it's terrible. But yeah. He loves it. This one morning, I got, like, real maple sausage, cooked it up, mm. 
made him some biscuits, and he's like, no, Daddy, I want the other stuff. Yeah. Like, Dad, this is shit. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I want the... Have you had that brown and serve? Come on. Man, that shit comes in the microwave. It might be banquet. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's like, you're overpaying for your fancy sausage, Dad. I didn't hear that. This I'm, banquet's I'm, good enough. Yeah, I'm tired of your, <laughs> your, your fancy <laughs> sausage. I don't need that. Just wait till he grows up, and he's going to want that, and he should be like... Too bad. <laughs> Actually, I have this fear that there's a bit that Patton Oswalt does about his son and when he gets older. Because oh, yeah. I have, you know, I have like these action figures. and Yeah. Or, yeah, but I always think of my son. It's, you know, I have, uh, hey, dad, go get your Green Goblin figure on the roof. <laughs> Faggot. Aw, <laughs> oh, son. Son. As, Don't really do mean, that. Mean thing to say to your dad. That's a mean thing. To, I just think of that Pat Oswalt bit all as, the time with him. <laughs> as proof that he's listening to you, he just ran up to me and goes, I like my sausage, but it's garbage. <laughs> he always listens to me. He thinks I'm funny. <laughs> that's oh, what I, that's a very serious that's what I, I think tomorrow I'm, morning he's going to be like, no, daddy, I don't want that sausage. It's garbage. That's when I know I'm funny is because my kid thinks I'm funny. Right. Like, yeah, my wife right. doesn't. You know you're funny when a three-year-old thinks you're hilarious. It is. Kellen, is daddy funny? I don't like sausage. You ruined every morning for your son now. Yes, you do, buddy. What kind of sausage do you like? Sausage, sausage, sausage is, is garbage. garbage. Yep. See? That's funny. We have we ruined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, his blocks go in the garbage truck. Okay. So he has a garbage truck okay. that he uses his Lego for to is trash. Mm. So he picks it and puts it in there in the garbage can that dumps into it uh, mechanically. And They're not blocks. In your household, you would have taught him littering. I wanted to, but oh, I have did. a wife who recycles. <laughs> Actually, I tagged my wife. I sent her this article from the Denver Post about how like uh, people have been watching the garbage companies, and they literally just dump it all in the same truck, and it goes to the same landfill. I sent it to her because we pay an extra, I think, 40 bucks every two months to get it recycled. I'm like, it's stupid. Because I've watched them. They don't separate it. So you're telling me when they get to the landfill, there's some guy out there with a rake, and he's like, hold it. There's an aluminum can. I'm going to make sure that isn't recycled. No, that doesn't exist. Uh, probably some places, but I, I, I imagine a lot of them are, yeah, just dumping yeah, it. I think so. Spot. Unless you're, if, hey, if you're a garbage sorter at a landfill, and you're like, hey, you're an asshole, you're demeaning my job please write in real nerds at gmail.com i mean i've gone to the metal recycling plant and yeah that's a I've, thing uh, federal i've been there yeah. yeah speaking of demeaning though uh seriously you need to teach your son that legos are not blocks they're constructive playthings. they're not blocks Shut up, nerd stop saying that he puts his blocks in the garbage truck if they're legos they're either legos uh, they're mega blocks so technically they're oh blocks. yeah no that's garbage yeah 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 i would put my mega blocks in the garbage <laughs> oh man, that was good. <clears throat> How you been, Ryan? Oh, good. No, I've my only day off was our friend's wedding. Um, oh yeah, well that sucks. I worked every day, so I've worked nine out of the last ten days. Shit, shit. It's been awful. Yeah. They but should just the point. they should just burn that town down so there's no more <laughs> drug addicts. Well, <laughs> oh, you live there. Shit, never mind. No. They might just, burn it down themselves. <laughs> right, yes. There's just dumb people like today. Well, only if they convert to meth. There was an accident, and it's actually out of my jurisdiction, but Colorado State Patrol asked if I could go because it's getting heated. Because the one guy who hit the other car said he couldn't wait around for cops because he has a warrant. <laughs> now, 
by the time I but by the time I got there, he left. But this guy is so stupid, and you're like, oh, criminals are so smart. They're fucking retarded. He let the lady take a picture of his license plate. She took a picture of his registration and took a picture of him. He's like, I don't have a driver's license. So when I got there. He left. He he'd been gone for four minutes. She should have been like, "Hey, can I get a picture? Of your, like a credit card, or you know, some other form of ID." So let me. I'm going to put some information out there that maybe criminals don't know. So when she told me he left four minutes bef- before I got there, she showed me his plate. So I call out his plate, and I said, "You're looking for a such and such vehicle with damage on it." You know what happened ten minutes later? Colorado State Patrol pulled him over at C470. So not only does he have a warrant, for but now that, it's a, now it's a state issue because it's not yeah, just in your yeah, town, right? So now. That he already has a warrant. Now he has another warrant for leaving the scene of an accident, failing to report a motor vehicle accident. He's an idiot. Yeah. Well, we knew that because he started it with, hey, I can't wait around. I have a warrant. <laughs> so here, take a photo of my driver's license. So that's my, that's my free law advice is um, if you're going to say someone that you have a warrant, don't let her take a picture of you and of your car. No, 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 and no, of no, your no, registration. no. If you have a warrant... Let stop. Just stop. You don't even need to get in a wreck. Just go find literally anyone and go have them take photos of all of your shit, and then call and then be like, "Hey, would you call somebody? I have a warrant. Do me a favor." Next time I read a comic book and they say like, "This criminal is one of the most cunning, masterful ones we've ever seen," I'll be like, "Eh, one in like five hundred million. <laughs> they all <Yeah>. get caught because <laughs> we'll find you. <laughs> you the fuzz, <laughs> bad boy. Yeah, bad boys. Mm, that's what cool. I do." Well, that's a good one. Okay, thanks, buddy. Hey, Kelly, can you tell us what do bees do? Um, uh, make honey. Wow, that was well done. That's right. That was a yeah. I don't just teach my kid fuck guys. I teach him how (laughs) science shit like bees make honey. (laughs) I teach him science shit like like, uh, like, bees make honey. Good job, buddy. Yeah, you're such a smart boy. Harvard bound, that's for sure. he also told me uh, this week that pee comes out of his pipe, which, you know, <laughs> it's pretty true. <laughs> I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Begrudgingly, he says. Cool. So, yeah, Brad, what's How's happening around town? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. There's pee coming out of pipes all over yeah. this town. Uh, yeah, peepipesdenver.com is happening. <laughs> oh, man, we need that domain right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look it up <laughs> while I remember what the Esquire oh. Midnight is this week is... The Room. No, it's uh, Moonrise Kingdom. By Wes Anderson. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's a good one. And then, um, yeah, then The Room and uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show the following weekend, so. Cool. Um, And then the uh, open screen night is still going on, March 27th at the Bug Theater, $5. Uh, Gets you a night of entertainment of crazy local films and prizes and fun and games. What's the best local film you've seen recently? Oh, actually, I did see something really good at EFP last week. Um, it's like this music video that was really abstract, uh, but it was shot really well. What kind of music? Uh, it was like EDM dubstep. Mm. Um, so that wasn't a great part, but like the but shots, the were, shots good. were cool. Yeah, 
There's like a lot of night stuff and glowing and. Did you look up Ninja Sex Party like I asked you to? <laughs> what? I sent you a link on Facebook. What? So you sent me? A link? Yeah. So Ninja Sex Party is like still Panther, except they do like synth stuff, and they have like great songs like sixty nine sixty nine, where they transport themselves to the sexiest year in history, <laughs> and still Panther shows up in it. I found him because it's still nice. Panther, and uh, so I ordered all their CDs. <laughs> so we're gonna, they have stuff like uh, One Man Orgy, have? like five. Oh, fuck. But two of them are covers, so I got their original stuff first. And I guess they were found because they're really funny. On Well, their videos are really funny. <laughs> and the, the lead singer's named Danny Sexbang. <laughs> <laughs> and in every video, he's wearing like a robe or a unitard. <laughs> hmm. I was like, oh, man, Brad doesn't like me anymore. I sent him something. It's not on my wall. Huh. I'm going to write. Maybe I send it to my wife. I don't know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'll check that out. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it for what's going on around town. Drive-in cool. lineup's the same? Oh, yeah. The drive-in's working now. So, uh, yeah, as of right now, I guess until Thursday, it's Tomb Raider game night and uh, Death, Wish. Death Wish. Pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, I, I imagine they'll keep it for another week because it snowed yesterday. Kind of yeah. ruined their business. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Were you yeah. the only car there? No, there was a couple more, but I mean, there was like around eight or nine. Yeah. I didn't really see behind us, but then one of them left during it. But during the show, yeah, I think two actually left during yeah. the show. But I mean, yeah, it wasn't like it was unbearable though. Like you could see the film and everything was fine. Yeah, if anything, it made it kind of cooler in a way. I don't know why. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what's cool. going on around town. James, cool. unspool that real news. It's real news. We're coming up on seven years, guys. No one has peepipe.com. Oh, <laughs> dude, buy peepipe.com. What? What's the full thing? Just just peepipe.com. Just get okay. peepipe.com. I'm using Google domains to buy it now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. Oh. <laughs> beep, pop, boop, beep, beep. This is how it'd be funny if you bought it. Money. Some guy's like, "Here's two million dollars. You stole pee pipe <laughs> yeah. from me." It's the new, the new hottest fetish online is pee pipe. I work hard, like making like creative videos and scripts and like posters, and like that's what gets me the two million dollars is like yeah. buying a domain. Mm-hmm. Brad, you need to sell out. I've it's, been telling you this for years. <laughs> it's, it's basically real estate. I mean, this is where all the money's at. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all, y'all see that trailer for Avengers: Infinity War? What? There's a new trailer? It, there is. Brad, here, here, Brad. <laughs> why don't you listen to the audio from it? There's plenty of talking. Yes. All right, here. I hit play now. Brad, pay attention to this part. This is the cool part. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Look, his head's getting crushed. Doctor Strange. Whoa. Wasn't that cool, Brad? Yeah, Having just seen that? I mean, now I'm excited for this movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't give a shit at all. All the yeah. other trailers suck. This was awesome, though. There's like so much shit in this movie, um, and they, you know, they announced this week that it's the, like the runtime is the longest one they've ever made. Like, there's so much going on, and I know they will, but I'm always like, how are they gonna pull this off? Well, a lot of it is they don't have to set anything up. Like, even the even the like the villain. I guess I shouldn't pull up on your chairs. I think I Dude, just ripped it up. That's okay. The um, I paid one hundred fifty dollars for all of this shit, and my fiance doesn't care about any of it. So you can you welcome can, to being married. <laughs> uh, so you can break whatever you want, as long as I have like one chair <laughs> left over. Um, 
So, uh, but yeah, they don't have to set up the villain because he's been set up some. Like, though, there will be one scene where Gamora's like, "My dad sucks." Like, and a scene at the beginning where like he he destroys a planet, and you're like, "Oh man, he sucks." Um, like, unless unless and and even if they try to introduce like death and all that stuff, like they introduced her in the last movie as well, or you know, uh, Ragnarok. So, hey, your daddy sucks. Wow, wow, he's already turning on you. Kelly, wow. I thought you said you love your daddy. Hey, my bee makes honey. Bees make okay. honey. How cool is your dad? My bee makes honey all by my bee self. Kelly, tell everybody that your daddy's really cool. My daddy's really cool. Wait, 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 wait. This this is manipulative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. So you don't have to set as much stuff up. Like even even what the villain wants to do. Shoot, you just put it in the trailer. I want to kill half of space. And I'm going to use all these things that I've set up in these other movies to do it. Like, you know, I, hopefully they can just... But there is, there's crazy shit happening, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Thor is building a new hammer, and the the Guardians at some point have to talk to Tony and tell him his ideas suck. Um, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but then you showed it to me. Thanos grabbing Thor's head and just, like, starting to, like, crush it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Which I... I Kind of, I I probably agree with Brad is you know probably how this movie starts is hey that ship finds Thor and Loki they beat the shit out of Thor and Loki slaughter all the Asgard threaten yeah threaten the shit out of uh, Loki until Loki gives them the Tesseract maybe Loki dies they go to Earth mm-hmm. Thor is like ah shit I need a hammer y'all even though the end of Ragnarok is very definitively like I, I am the hammer uh, but whatever that's okay. Maybe maybe he makes like a he's, fucking he's, he's spear. He's not a hammer. He's a god of thunder. No, I'm just saying like he doesn't need the hammer to call down the thunder. He yeah, just I fucking I read someone makes it. suggested it might be something called the Stormbringer. It is. It's, yeah. You can you can find the toy at Target. <laughs> oh no shit! <laughs> it's like a big battle axe. Oh oh, is it the is it the axe like he has from the Ultimates where it's yeah. an axe on one side and then a <gasps> it's really cool. <laughs> um, no, it's no the movie looks awesome and you know I read an interview with the directors and they said. The reason it's not Infinity War Part Two is because it's a completely different movie. Yeah, so it is a beetle. Good job. So I don't know how. I don't know what they're gonna do. Oh, that's cool. It looks. I, I mean, Avengers One and Two like have a grand scale to them, but for some reason, when they're doing that that shot from like where they're traveling on the ships in Wakanda um, with Cap in tow, I don't know why, but it just that's reminds right. me of like a like an old epic of some kind. Like it just. It has some scale to it that I haven't seen in an Avengers movie before, so I'm really like excited for it. What's the whole world? Yeah, that is that. I mean, that is part of it, but just like the way they're visually representing it and whatnot. So, because I think everyone's pretty much gathered that the Soul Stone is in Wakanda, mm-hmm. and by spoilers, at the end of Black Panther, when T'Challa says, "You know, everybody's welcome," and they open it up, and that's like. What yeah. Thanos needs. It just makes too much sense for it to not be that. Like, if they do something else, it's going to, like, kind of feel shoehorned in, I, th- I feel like. Because like, that answer is so obvious. And, the, you know, the the scene with Spidey, I think that's why he realizes he needs the new suit from Tony is because the ship comes down in New York and he tries to f- do yeah. something about it. He can't because he realizes he's not strong enough. Right. But even, like, some of those things, I don't think you need those scenes, right? Like, if, if Spider-Man shows up in that suit, we're all smart enough to fill in between that movie and this one, like, oh, hey, as, when when giant alien spaceships come down and Tony calls him and is like, hey, dog, I need you over here, you know, 
he probably somewhere along the way happy drop him off his suit you know they also um, said that thanos is has some of the most screen time in the movie awesome he well he should if everyone is fighting him <laughs> well because they also said i mean you should see little baby gamora i mean they're gonna set yeah. up why he is the way he is i'm guessing he's gonna kill everybody on that planet yeah yeah he's gonna yeah so it should be fun it should be mm-hmm. dope I mean, not genocide, but... <laughs> yeah, genocide's not fun, but watching Thanos committed is. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know him. It's like, you know... Yeah. It's like in Star Wars when we blew up the planet. Hey, I you need really somebody to die, to die <clears throat> so that we can avenge it. <laughs> See? See? Or we can revenge it. The Revenger. <laughs> With the revenges. Um, <laughs> Me? The big guy? Only other trailer this week. <laughs> <laughs> I love Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, only other trailer this week is we got the new Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald trailer, uh, which I watched and went, oh, man, this looks cool. And then I remembered what it is. Um, but I don't know. Brad, Ryan, is this cool? Yeah. Okay. I like the world. James doesn't give it a chance, but I like it. That's uh, not fucking true. I, I, you and I are probably the only Harry Potter fans in here. Um, it looks good. I mean, like. The the only thing I will concede to James is that like Fantastic Beasts colon the Crimes of Grindelwald doesn't sound as cool as Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Sure, I know they're trying to make it like the Fantastic Beasts, like that's the series, you know. Yeah, is that, that the actual official title, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grim? Yep, that's well, what it it's says just on all Fantastic Beasts col- colon the Crimes of of Grindelwald. So like, the franchise I bet Grindelwald will change. Fantastic Beasts, and then it's mm-hmm. like colon and Where to Find Them colon. No, I get it. Yeah. 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 But, but I'm sure it'll be like live, die, repeat, where we'll just get rid of that part. <laughs> Maybe. But, but again, like, title aside, like, it looks fun. I liked watching Jude Law say Dumbledore stuff. Yeah. Um, he looks good. Uh, I, was like, if you, I think if Eddie you, Redmayne's great. I, I I, like that there's not a lot of Johnny Depp in this trailer, because I, I, every time, like, the, tra- the, the title comes up, I remember, like, ah, oh, shit, like, I want Colin Farrell back. Like, I liked that bit. No, um, I think that, I think in the first movie, his, like, uh, relationship with Isra Miller was it was wonderful was awesome yeah. because yeah. they it was like this weird like sexual tension yeah that was the like the coolest most villainous thing honestly that I feel like I've seen in a Harry Potter movie um and that's why like at the end when you just reveal like this guy Colin Farrell who we all know can be a fucking amazing cool villain and then you replace him with like this overdone you know Johnny Depp I'm like oh man like I don't want albino Johnny Depp. Like that's not cool. Well, maybe he'll change again at the end. That's my hope. I was before the show. I was like, maybe he'll put the Colin Farrell clothes back on again for like most of the movie, and then just every now and then you'll see like a reflection of Johnny Depp. You know, um, that would be cool. Or or they could lightning him in the face and turn him into somebody else. Oh sweet! He just keeps getting a different face. Yeah. But yeah, looks fun. Like I can't wait to get my wand ready, as the trailer told me to. Yeah. So yeah, do it. Sounds perverted, but yeah. <laughs> it's taking uh, it out. I get it ready. <laughs> yeah. He comes Somehow out of my pipe. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting not getting it out. I'm getting my wand ready. <laughs> uh, this is probably a line from the Harry Potter like parody porno. <laughs> uh, Edgar Wright announced the only thing that's almost as good as a sequel to Baby Driver, which is a sequel to the to the uh, uh, soundtrack. Of Baby Driver, um, so there's going to be a Baby Driver Volume Two of just other awesome music, um, which is cool. I will totally buy the shit out of that. There we go. Um, so yeah, uh, I think when uh, let's see, he gave me he gave a date uh, April thir- April thirteenth. 
Um, nice. Ooh, that's uh, is that I Kill Giants weekend? That's I Kill Giants weekend. That's Friday yeah. the thirteenth. Yeah. Um, ooh. ooh, it's a Friday. <laughs> ooh. So yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> that's awesome. You should check that out. Um, nope, not gonna talk about that. Don't care. Um, Margot Robbie is maybe gonna be Sharon Tate. And that's just one more moment where I remember I really don't want to watch a movie about Sharon Tate getting murdered. Uh, I, <sighs> I'm gonna watch the movie. Obviously. Oh, me too. It's Quentin. Yeah. I I I uh, trust he'll do a fine job with whatever the story he's gonna tell. Yeah, I, I mean, because if he doesn't, he'll threaten somebody. <laughs> I would just feel so much better if Sharon Tate were not a character in the movie. Like, I just soft call. <laughs> um, you know, like, I I I. I don't really know what to <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I mean, like, it, yeah. he's going to make the movie he's going to make. I like the title the a cast lot, Once is Upon incredible. a Time in Hollywood, which is, oh, yeah. which is cool because he's kind of like, he's hearkening to his love of Sergio Leone, but it's, it's a, it, it reflects a period of Hollywood that doesn't exist anymore. Like, it's the, yeah. it's the before and after point. And because L.A. in general changes after that. If this were really not, if this were really a movie about Hollywood during the time of the Manson murders, mm-hmm. If if that's what this ends up being, and it's more about like how that impacted the space and that kind of thing, I think that could be really interesting. I don't know that that's the kind of filmmaker he is. I f- and so I, I just yeah. I feel um, like that's what he's what he's going for because the the main character is supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio playing a washed up TV actor. Yeah, who's trying to break into film. Um, so like, and Brad Pitt's supposed to be like a s- stuntman in the movie too. So it. I'm I'm on board. Um, I mean, I still haven't heard about Al Pacino playing Charles Manson, which sounded like the most hilarious thing imaginable. <laughs> go over there and murder some people. Here's a fork. Go make murders. Oh, squeaky. <laughs> and uh, carve fucking pig into their bodies. Oh, oh, man. Yep. Yeah, it's real terrible. Um, um, but I am way more excited for his Star Trek movie. That's all. I'm which saying. did you, like, uh, were you just going to go into that? No, I was just mentioning it. Uh, Simon yeah, Pegg talked about it. Like apparently, this, yeah. the idea stems from years ago for the Star Trek pitch. So mm-hmm. this is something that's been bubbling in his head for a while. I, 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 he's a guy I actually trust to have a really cool, different idea. Mm-hmm. That's not just like retreading old ground or like here's a generic villain. You know, like right. Um, but. Anyway, yeah, um, so. we'll, we'll see. I mean, I like Margot Robbie, so maybe she can, and she'll definitely do well. So, not worried about that. So, uh, there's a movie uh, that's going to be directed by Alma Harrell, uh, and it's written by a guy named Otis Lort, um, and uh, <laughs> uh, so it's it's about a child actor whose dad is a dick and a half, um, and the dad who's a dick and a half. Is played by Shia LaBeouf. Can I guess who the kid is? Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> um, and the the kid is played by Lucas Hedges, and it's about how his dad is a dick and a half. Um, and the movie's called Honey Boy. Um, and the the big surprise reveal here is that that Otis Lort is actually Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is just making an autobiography movie where he plays his own dick dad. You know, I, I mean, will see this shit. <laughs> This is this might be better than the paper bag exhibit in L.A. I I just maybe uh, <laughs> I actually believe that it's possible that Shia LaBeouf is on the beginning of a comeback and that this is like one weird very weird step in that yeah but like because like the trailer for um uh uh oh shit what's his uh, oh, Borg, Borg versus uh, Ma- yeah McEnroe McEnroe versus Borg 
uh, movie, I think looks great, and I think he looks really good. Which in they it. put that for he the looks, film club too. Yeah, so. he looks like that. He looks like he's not on drugs right now, so that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I I just that whole story of Yo Dog. I wrote a movie about me where I play my dad, and I wrote it under a different name. Everything about it is just weird. It's it's. I I I I'm on your side where it's like oh he might be on the verge of like coming back in a different in an interesting way, See but you, you can't help but read the story and go uh <laughs> yeah. But that said though, like I like Lucas Hedges and I there are times I like Shia LaBeouf, so I will I'll check it out. All right, and last thing I got here uh, this week in an interview, uh, Gary Newman, who is the sort of TV he's head of TV at Fox whatever that means right now uh, in an interview basically said yo dog uh, Joss Whedon was one of the best people we've ever worked with and we would really like to make more Buffy if we had a chance he said um, yo dog that's awesome he, he did yeah uh, he actually said D-A-W-G or D-O-G uh, D-A-W-G I okay, mean he ain't, cool. he ain't no foo you know <laughs> um, so he, what he actually said was that Buffy the Vampire Slayer was maybe the most ripe for reboot franchise that they have right now, um, which is a weird thing to say. Um, but he also said, he also said it in a way that made it sound like, you know, when Joss Whedon is ready, we would, we would certainly do it. Um, all I want is it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm for totally a show with that's you. as popular as it is. Oh yeah. It's no, unbelievable. It's, it's a shame. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if they filmed some of it. It's or... 20th Century Fox. Yeah, it's well, plenty yeah. of stuff not on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, um, unrelated. You'd or... you think they wouldn't have to sell the company if they just put stuff out on Blu-ray and made, like, a billion dollars in a year with all yeah, the things that... Still waiting for 24 on Blu-ray. Right, yeah. Like, I, the fact, there's so many things that they could just release and make a ridiculous amount of money for just some, some disc, you know, cost. Like, anyway. Um, on, honestly, I would totally take some kind of revival i just wouldn't want it to be buffy like you know what they should do they should make buffy the watcher and have like a new slayer yeah i'd be fine with that like i would i would be fine with a a a non-comic book canon story i'd be fine with go like tell a different one in in the past or go tell something like Frey, where you're in like the future and it's a Mm -hmm. like just go tell a different slayer story um, you know, go pick because especially outside of Buffy, nobody lives for more than like three years. So you could literally you could go tell a story in the seventies or the eighties um, yeah. of a, of a, a a Slayer and have it be completely isolated and not really impact the rest of the universe at all. And I'd be down. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. You know, um, that would be cool. Just don't don't remake that show because that would just be stupid. And then Buffy News. I don't know if we said it, but um, Joss Whedon and George's Jaunty are doing the new season for Dark Horse. Oh, cool. So, Oh, man. Um, on Buffy News, um, Michael Gershman, uh, the cinematographer for the show, several episodes of it passed away. Oh, um, shoot. Uh, today, so. Oh, man. Yeah, and he worked on the show Crossing Jordan and was uh, Vilma Sigmund's uh, cam, cam assistant for years. So hmm. shout out to him for giving us some Buffy, making it look awesome. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, anyway, so maybe maybe that'll happen. But probably not. Because probably Disney's just going to buy that shit and sit on it forever. Anyway, that's news, unless there's anything I forgot. Uh, Spielberg says he's going to direct Indy oh, yeah. 5 uh, starting next April. Yeah, he's going to start gonna, filming it next Yeah, April. I think he's going to make West Side Story first. It sounds like it. I don't Good want him. him to make West Side Story, but 
He seems to, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as long as Ready Player One comes out okay, then he's still it's only been getting pretty it's decent good buzz. reviews. I think yeah. the character design of the lead character is awful, though. I oh can't, yeah, I can't. I can't stand it. I think it's one of those things where when you get in, in a in a Tron style way, it I'm some hoping. of some of that design may be stuff that works a lot better when you're actually in the space. You know, like when you're when you watch the trailer for Tron Legacy and you see John uh, uh, David Bowie walk down those steps. It's not really David Bowie, but it's Michael Sheen dressed as David Bowie. <laughs> in the trailers, you're like, that's over the top and weird. And then when you're watching in the movie, that happens. You're like, oh, that totally just fits in this space. You're almost like, oh my gosh, he's the second best character in this movie right now. Yeah, I think when when a movie so much of it takes place in VR or you know something like that, um, some of that stuff cannot be appealing. You know, like I think his buddy, like the big dude, the big bald dude that's with him, I think his design doesn't look great. Um, but then again, I think when you get into the movie, it may be. You know, yeah, because part of the characters like in that world, like a lot of stuff is just your fantasy thrown together so it's not going to look like yeah no like I, it. Just, I don't know like when control. i watch it i'm like Meh. yeah i mean it, i mean it's getting good reviews and some of the stuff looks really great mm-hmm. but like the character the main character i'm just the silver hair and stuff i just yeah oh yeah uh no i'm with you yeah i'm hoping it's good what's mm-hmm. coming out on blu-ray oh we'll tell you dvd releases and blu-rays Oh, I can't, I can't get the vibrate in the mic well enough to do the Jumanji beats. Uh, anyway, Jumanji is out on Blu-ray this week. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Yeah, it's fun. Does does the game do the knocking sound to lure you into playing it, like in Jumanji? It tries to in the beginning, and then it learns to adapt in a different way. Oh, right, and then it turns into a video game. Yeah. Right, yeah. Does a rock give somebody the rock bottom? Ooh. I actually can't remember. It's been a couple months. <laughs> Does Jack Black go in it? Nobody has one of the funniest moments in the movie. Does he offer to suck anyone's dick for heroin? (laughs) There's a joke involving a dick in the movie that's really funny. There is a dick joke. Yeah. And it's not the one you'd expect. Never go full retard. Pitch Perfect 3 (laughs) is that on 4K. Uh, oh, there's two different like Jumanji 4K releases for some reason. So I, still I think one's a, a still book at best. Oh, way. okay, okay. I still have never seen a Pitch Perfect movie. They're fun. Yeah, the first one's really good. Yeah. I got one. For, I got a copy of the first one from work, and I gave it to my sister because she really wanted it. And I'm like, okay, here, here you, go. you yeah, should no. listen to it. Pitches. <laughs> yeah, all the music stuff is terrible, and and luckily the like the that whole uh, Glee culture has gone the way of the dodo, uh, which is what it was sort of making fun of to begin with. Mm. Um, I would be interested to see if by the time they get to a third one, it's basically just Glee, but with some dumb jokes thrown in. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. You know, because it's basically like, it's like making fun of Glee meets the Mighty Ducks. Like, that's what Pitch Perfect is. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Downsizing, the uh, Alexander Payne film, is out on uh, 4K which is not week. Which is not as bad as everyone says it is. Oh, I, I keep meaning to watch it. I, I didn't know people it's were saying it was visually bad. stunning. Oh, it's um and uh, uh the 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 Vietnamese woman in the film is amazing too. Like she's kind of like a non actor that Alexander Payne took and was like, "I'll make you great." He got my car. Okay, his dog ate all his car. Oh man, good dog, bad dog. No, good dog. Oh okay. Oh, the dinosaur did. Two cars. What? What's his name? Um, his name is Black. His name's Black? Yeah. Racist. All right. 
Good choice. Does he have big teeth? Oh, yeah! Does he bite things? No, cars. He bites cars? He just yeah. eats cars. Does he eat a lot of them? Yeah. What's he say when he eats them? Oh, no, we better put him away until he doesn't get no cars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Uh, Joan of Arc is out from Criterion this week. Uh, that's the 1928 Passion of Joan of Arc. Silent film. It's really good. You should watch it if you're into silent film. No one is into silent film. I like them. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ichi the Killer. I, I, yeah. Ichi the Killer is getting a Blu-ray re-release this week. I don't think it's been on Blu-ray before. It, this might be the first time. If it hasn't, that's, that's a shame. Um, that's this pretty, is a pretty interesting film. A, quote, definitive remastered edition, so... I don't nice. like I don't like it as much as other McKay films though, but it's it's interesting. Seven, or, yeah, my favorite McKay film is The Big Short. I think he's really good. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Seven Ups, uh, which Spot? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm too old. The, so Seven Ups. <laughs> oh no no oh yes Spot, Spot yes. Uh, no, this is a movie with Roy Scheider where he points a gun. And drives a car. Well, he actually I'm looks down. pretty badass. Um, <laughs> I like Roy Scheider. Yeah. Shoot, what was the role that Roy Scheider turned down that, like, De Niro took it? Oh, oh. I think it was it. Was it. Shit. Was it one of the Godfathers? Roy Scheider, like, basically turned down some role that kept him from being this Robert De Niro. Maybe Deer Hunter? Oh, that's what it was. It was Deer Hunter. Yeah, because. Yes. Someone yes. else was offered Godfather Part 2 and turned oh, it down, yeah. and that's why De Niro got in Godfather Part 2. Yeah. Anyway, this is right. Roy Scheider looking awesome. Uh, from Arrow this week, there's a movie called Images, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know what it is. It's got a, there's a lot of images on the cover. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is. Uh, let's see. There's a movie called Offerings from Code Red. You can uh, you can watch that for free on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, it's like a slasher. It's all right. Yeah, it looks like it. the 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 cover is a like a gift that a guy's carrying, but the gift is clearly got like a head in it or something. It definitely needs to be remastered though, because when I watched it uh, maybe two years ago on Prime, it was really like scratchy and poppy. <laughs> huh. So hopefully they remastered it. Code the, Red's pretty good about their. They shows, are. Yeah. They are. The the tagline here is "Remember him before he dismembers you." Some, <laughs> I, I like that, that one. What does that mean? <laughs> it's something like they. I don't know. There's these girls wrong some dude as always, and he gives a, the gift he gives him is death. <laughs> Something like that. I can't remember. You, the... it, it, it might surprise you. I watch a lot of slasher films, and the ones that aren't that good, I have a hard time remembering. They blend yeah. together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this week from Shot Select, Tom Hanks in The Burbs. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I do have that coming. This is a movie that like I've actually never seen because in my house it was like. A forbidden film to watch because my brother watched it oh, and had terrible dark. nightmares when he was a kid. It's really dark. Um, yeah, so I was I, not I, expecting I, I it from the cover. It <laughs> yeah, this cover is actually really good because it's just Tom Hanks holding up a human bone and looking at it all like <laughs> it's better than I think that that one that was always on the cover in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, just that, him in his bathrobe, like yeah. holding kitchen appliances. Right. Uh, I'll let you borrow it. I have it coming. Cool. Uh, you can check. I think it's really good. It's it's definitely darker. Is it Joe Dante? It's Joe Dante. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's one of those like you pop it in. You're like Tom Hanks. I'm in for something, and then it okay, it yeah. takes many left turns. <laughs> Is it out there? Are you high? The uh, 
the only other thing from Shout Factory this week is a little film called Rockula, <laughs> uh, which I believe is some kind of rock opera where the lead singer of a band I is a vampire. I think it's supposed to be like a comedy. I don't know. Is it the so, 90s? It looked like yeah, the 90s. Yeah, it's the 90s. So oh, it's, it's 1990. It's the definition of the 90s. It's <laughs> obviously Scream Factory. And so yeah. those titles are like $24. And I'm always like, I'm like, I should watch it. Yeah. But I don't want to spend $24 on right. it. Right. So hopefully they'll have like a half-off sell or something. Yeah. So Rockula is about a male vampire who lost his lady love centuries ago. She was killed by a pirate with a rhinestone peg leg, wielding <laughs> wielding a large ham bone. I'm literally reading the Blu-ray.com su- uh, summary here. Right. Yeah. Wielding a large ham bone, our hero, <clears throat> the vampire... Did not, I, I didn't add that little addendum there that it really is. Our hero, the vampire, did nothing to save her. So now he is cursed to watch her be born again in another life and then watch her die, strangely enough, by a pirate with a rhinestone peg leg <laughs> wielding you-know-what. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I lit- I'm not changing anything, I swear. Now, in 1990... He has, he suspects, his last chance to try to save her instead of watching. Okay, there's a there's an error. Instead of watching, get clubbed over and over again, down through the years. Oh, and he becomes a rock star in the process. Oh my goodness, this is gold. This sounds like Spencer Kane's dream movie. Yeah, like the fact that <laughs> This is this is like, you know, I mean, you and I know Spencer. This is like the film he pitches to me every single month. So, okay, all right. So the cover, all right, so the tagline is he's a vampire who hasn't scored in 400 years. Tonight's the night he keeps a date with fate. Uh okay. So it's it's a vampire kid who who basically looks like a rejected uh, rejected Marty McFly, um, and he's holding up his guitar with with spider webs all over it, and he's like, ah, but he's got teeth. And then there's a there's a, a, a saucy lady in the back, and there's this dude, who I guess is the rhinestone pirate with flowing blonde hair. You don't know that. And then a cross. I uh, know I don't. Uh, no, of course I don't. Here, know. Show me to me. No, yeah. See, like it. That's his Van Helsing there. Well, yeah, but I think his Van Helsing is the rhinestone pirate. I wouldn't. Well, maybe. Uh, uh, he's, or maybe like no, he's in a he's in a eons long battle. But Van Helsing was never a pirate. I I'm aware that Van Helsing <laughs> is not a pirate. I'm telling you what I think is happening here. You're trying to logic your way into this conversation, and I'm telling you. Uh, look, clearly, I've never seen Rockula, the amazing Rockula. But yeah, I'm just saying. You don't turn Van Helsing into a pirate. Hugh Jackman, maybe, but not a pirate. Um, this is just yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, all right. Moving on. Very last thing. Uh, from the Warner Brothers archive, which I usually don't pull up. Um, this week you've got the Black Scorpion. Uh, the Black huh. Scorpion is a film from nineteen fifty-seven. Nineteen fifty-seven. Uh, and I only bring this up because of the cover here. Um. The the tagline is, don't be ashamed to scream. It helps to relieve the tension. <laughs> show, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. Show, and, show that to me. I yeah, want, I want hold, on, hold on, shit. hold on, hold on. 
But the other thing about it is, uh, you you just have to see this cover because I think it's basically like either it's either an evil ET or just poop with teeth. Um, I don't know how this is the black scorpion. What is this tooth over here? What what? What is this? Typical fucking Warner Brothers. They didn't know what a scorpion looked like, so they had them make some shit up. No, this is evil E.T. This is the shit of my nightmares. I I, like, w- I would argue it looks like that internet frog come to life. Oh, Pepe? Yeah. Oh, uh, Pepe? Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. Just, justice for Pepe, by the way. Uh, that that frog was, was taken over by racists, and that frog it was never meant to be racist. Okay, so, so anyway, just assuming, though, like, so this is what it looks like if he becomes a real-life monster. Yeah, and, this is if if and oh, also yeah. that yeah that tagline oh my yeah it literally yeah don't be ashamed to scream this is it, the, it helps with the tension this is the end of their run with monster movies where they're like look we don't have any other ways to be hyperbolic about this just go yeah. fucking see it <laughs> yeah um hey if your back starts to hurt you know lay on <laughs> lay on the ground just you know just lay on the floor for a little while if you while. throw up becomes dry drink some water <laughs> yeah uh if you suddenly feel lightheaded uh sit down and put your lay your head between your knees. Uh, if you gotta go pee, you gotta go pee. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, that's interesting from the Warner Archive collection. Yeah. Nine. I, I bet you five bucks it's actually an MGM acquisition, but it might be. I'd have to look it up. Cool. Um. I think next is Killing for Time. Killing for Time. What we've been watching. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Hey. Brad, what have you been watching? Oh, so many things. Oh, good. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Probably at... Um, the top. There's a lot of DVDs that came out last week, so I dug into their special features. Uh, Justice League. I watched the two bonus scenes that come with that disc. Ooh, are they good? They are... Wait, wait, wait. Would you say that you've now seen the Zack Snyder cut of the film? If that's all that's left, that's pretty weak. Because <laughs> it's just Superman walking through the spaceship looking for his costume. And wait, then he... wait, wait! Like, like he did his laundry, and he's like, he's like, where did I leave that damn thing? Um, when when is the scene supposed to be? When when does he not have his costume? After he well after oh, he like after wakes he comes up back. and fights everybody, um, he's like, I gotta sort my life out because I don't know how to deal with being alive again. And then I guess he goes to the farm, and then at one point he goes back to the ship, and then as he walks through the corridors of the ship, you know, the walls come apart. First there's, like, some kind of, like, Kryptonian spacesuit that comes out. But oh, then the next sure. one is his traditional uniform, and uh, he just stares at it, and the scene ends. He, like, he, Oh, no, he does put there it, like, you it are. cuts, and he, it's another part of the ship, and he walks into the frame, and, you know, he looks all heroic and stuff. Sure. And then the other uh, scene is that part in the trailer where he visits Alfred... While Alfred's working on the Batmobile, um, he's like, you know, I I I, I knew you'd come. Super, Hopefully, Superman there's some work- Yeah, he's like, I, I thought you were gonna come. I hope there's enough time or something. I hope it's not too late. Oh, or I I hope because he's hope. Oh, it's not too I, late. That part I, from the trailer that didn't show up in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just walks into Wayne Manor. Um, but he he says that to Alfred. No, Alfred says that Superman doesn't have any lines. Okay, so Superman shows up and Alfred's like, oh, hey, Yeah, Superman you, just walks into the garage. You broke into the house. Why is Superman there? I assume he wants to know where they went in Russia so that he can follow them now that he's ready to fight. <laughs> it's pretty lame. I Why doesn't he just fly up into space and look for giant I know, he has that super hearing. Yeah. Yeah, like what? How? I don't know. It's 
it's not great. Maybe he needs to get his hearing back. Ryan says maybe he needs to get his hearing back. Yeah, he's still back. controlling oh, oh, yeah, all the sensory yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Maybe his, yeah, know. stuff. There you go. There you go. Instead of wasting his time trying to find them, he's like, oh, I know Alfred couldn't probably he have, knows exactly where they are. Couldn't he just called? Maybe uh, if he tries to dial a phone, he'll break the phone. Oh, he's so strong. This is the movie I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> just Superman walking around, <laughs> having just been reborn, <laughs> accidentally having Pratt Falls with, with basic, you know, day-to-day he, objects. He's a dead Kryptonian who's come back to life. <laughs> well, and then, so he picks up an Android phone, and he tries to dial it, and he presses his finger right through it, and he's like, oh, man. And then he picks up an iPhone, and he does it, and he's like, oh, man, this Gorilla Glass is great. Or he pops yeah, open. He tries to use his x-ray vision to see how it works, but iPhones are Oh, robots, so Yes. Yeah, exactly. iPhones have too much security for him to use X-ray vision on. He, yep. he presses the button on the Matrix phone, and the second half just drops right off. Cause it's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So great film. That would be a great film. That was a bummer. It, yeah. You know, on the on the box it says like deleted scenes, and it's like two things that don't. Are there commentaries? Nope. Uh, no, I didn't. There's not like they a... don't even credit Joss Whedon as directing that film on the box. I wouldn't it's either. All Snyder. Um, yeah, that's uh, like a bunch of because uh, I watched it too. It's maybe about thirty, forty minutes of get to like, know the heroes. Yeah. Like, hey, here's some more backstory on who Aquaman, Flash, and here's Cyborg like, are. Th- they showed up in this comic, and then they this happened, and then the costume changed. That kind of stuff. Mm. Sounds like M- more broad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Shoot. Did you know the Flash is fast? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, here's a bunch of like storyboards and uh, costume designs from the costume designer. Does it feel like they don't give a shit, or there's a double dip? Mm. If there's a like, I can see there being a double dip yeah. for this, but I mean, gotcha. They don't. I don't see the them. It doesn't seem to be there because I thought there'd be one for Suicide Squad and yeah, and that yeah. one actually made money. So I right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then I also um, watched Itania again. Cool. Uh, the commentary and the bonus features. The bonus features are kind of light. Uh, but the uh, one of the cool things is that a lot of people seem like, oh, I'm so smart. I can tell when it's a face replacement. Like, it's not that great. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is that while they're distracted by her face replacement, they're ignoring the fact that the entire crowd in the stadium is CGI. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and then The Disaster Artist also came out last week, and that oh, commentary hi. is amazing. I listened to the commentary, but the movie made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, you play with kid? <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch Rubble kids. Crab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's got Tommy Wiseau on there and James Franco, Dave Franco, and I think two of the writers. All in one room? or separate? All in one room, except oh, for Greg Sestero, who is at the Alamo Draft House when we're watching the movie. Yeah! They Skyped him in. That's cool. So there's a noticeable audio difference when he chimes in. But, yeah. Uh, you know, there's often, like, Tommy Wiseau weirdly defending whatever choices he made in the original movie yeah james franco being like i watched the dailies like that's not a thing that happened he's like you don't understand james franco um (laughs) stuff like that um and then drake like tommy was able to say something i guess that's not true and then greg sterile chime in like actually that did happen uh it's pretty good Um, oh my goodness yeah that thing about the uh like oh hi being oh hi the, the the building that their apartment is in that was an accident wow like, they had to pick a shooting location and it just 
because there's actually ha- Ojai just, as a location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened to be Ojai. Yeah, so that's that was, crazy. Yeah, it just worked out. I didn't mean to knock down. It's okay, buddy. Can you pick it up for me? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and then I'm still going through a ton of the 1980s Turtles cartoon, and uh, cool. I'm on the seventh season now. But like from the fourth season on, I guess they went to syndication on CBS from Fox. So they changed the intro and like uh, there's less Shredder developing plans to stop them. And one of the fun parts is that they start to break the fourth wall a lot hmm. in the show. And like one of the examples I already told Ryan is like they uh, scale April's apartment like outside with grappling hooks. And as they're going up the wall, Danto's like, why are we? That's what says it may <laughs> don't worry, Thank don't you, worry, Kellen. Brad's just talking. It's all right. That's fine. It's not. No one cares. You're, you're good, Brad. I turned that mic off anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dante's scaling the wall, and he'll say like, "Why are we like? Why don't we just use the elevator inside?" And Raphael's like, "Well, this is more visually interesting for the show." And then they get, <laughs> and they get inside, and they're like trying to look for like a. Uh, any clues on where to go next and Raphael finds a piece of paper and it's like I've got a paper with a phone number and address and I'm going to read it like they do in in movies 777 770th way or something like yeah. that um, yeah like so that's that's fun interesting yeah cool that's all I watched oh oh okay sweet Zach um, uh, not too much this week but I did want to bring up two things from last week that I missed um, uh, so I saw Wreck-It Ralph for the first time um, on Blu-ray from Dope. work, and uh, it's great. It's it's wonderful. Um, so now I've seen all of the newer Disney Renaissance in terms of animation stuff. Uh, yeah, Ralph, I, the Wreck-It Ralph was great. I, King Candy is a great villain. Like, yeah, and I didn't expect the twist at the end. Yeah. Like, cause I, I I'm glad. Like that trailer played so much when I was working in the theaters that like I didn't know if I wanted to go. So I'm glad I didn't like watch anything or even like the new Wreck-It Ralph two trailer. I kind of went in blank, and I just enjoyed the whole thing. Um, I also, like, I don't remember his name, but it's, like, the, the one resident of the building that he has to wreck every day who makes the bet with him. Um, he's like, let, let it never be said that I'm a man of my word. The apartment is yours. Enjoy it. <laughs> just walks off with spite, like, hopping down. Yeah. I just loved it. Um, and like I say, King Candy, like, Alan Tudyk does a great um, Edwin impression. Yeah. And, like, one that makes you feel like there's – there's this I love this moment where he's trying to trick Ralph by convincing him that it's wrong for um for her to race um which I was just like that's it's fucking genius cuz then when it turns out he's been lying the whole time it's like like they they got they they fooled me <laughs> no, it's, it's a well done film yeah, yeah it's, it's I, one of my favorites yeah I got to so. rewatch it before the sugar rush <laughs> um and Rich Moore directed it so that's pretty awesome some Simpsons alum getting some uh, love in the Disney World. Um, so last week I didn't see the Hurricane Heist. Instead, I saw The Greatest Showman, uh, which was still in theaters. Um, and uh, it you clearly made a mistake because the Hurricane Heist is good. Did I? Because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's the first movie I, on Letterbox that I ever gave a half a star to. Oh really? Wait, wait. How many stars did you give the Fifty Shades movies? I think one. Wow. Because <laughs> at least there, it like the dude like. 
comes back from a helicopter crash. Okay, I can see the last one, but the, this most recent one... I don't know if I actually did the most recent one, to tell you the truth. Oh, okay, okay. I can I only do a half to. a star. That's I, li- like I literally pull one, it right? up, and, and uh, uh, Henry also gave it a half a star. Because <laughs> um, it's bad for people. At a certain point, it, movies lose, lose stars when they're bad for people. Right. So, anyway, sure. sorry. The Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman, not bad for people. Okay. But maybe not smart for people. Um... It was it was fine. I mean, it's it, it was. I haven't been to a PG movie in a while, I guess, and like so everything like skirts around, like any innuendo, any violence, really. Like there are no consequences really in this film, except P.T. Barnum has to learn to love his family and not the riches in the world. Um, you know, like it. it he Hugh's great in it, and Efron's great in it. Zendaya's great in it. It's. There's nothing really wrong with the film except it just is kind of there. Like it's like it doesn't like it doesn't add anything to the proceedings. The ad, the addition of new pop music in the 1800s is been done before, so I've like I'm not like it's nothing that I haven't seen before. So it's just kind of there. But the, but there are moments in the film that stand out as great, and then everything else around it is just kind of mediocre. Um, like the the mo- the song that got nominated for the Oscar, for example, that's the reason to watch the movie. Sure, it's, it's a great number where I can't remember her name, but the woman who plays the bearded lady um comes out and she's singing with all the other sideshow performers, like like this is me, like I won't be knocked down or whatever. And it's it's an amazing number. It's like if there were a crowd in my theater, they would have been like cheering. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that statement. If anyone had come to see this movie, they would have enjoyed that part. But she, like, I mean, I, it, it has legs. It's had legs at the box office, but I think that by that point, the crowds have just disappeared from yeah. this film. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, out for a while. I liked the idea of the film as a whole because, like, even though it doesn't tackle P.T. Barnum correctly, <laughs> it does it in a way Ad- adequately. It does yeah. it adequately. It, uh, it does it in the same way that you watch a correct. '50s film about a circus, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, the circus! It's so much fun." Um, but uh, and it was fun watching the sideshow performers like have a choreographed number, like to to kind of emphasize like what they're doing is unheard of in New York society at the time. So yeah, um, they do rewrite history though with the burning of the building, which actually happened during the draft riots, which was a Horrible situation in our country. Anyway, like I said, not real. Um, <laughs> I um, and then um, fake history. Exactly. Um, uh, I rewatched Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen it in ten years. That might be the best old time radio movie ever by default. God damn it! <laughs> by default, it's, because I'm in I, the adaptation. It's like Lone it's Ranger, good. The Shadow, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. They're okay. They're they're enjoyable enough, but they're they don't have much quality. Dragnet actually has quality. Yeah, <laughs> like it it does the right thing. It takes that sixties, uh, the early sixties hard edge cop from the conservative value, and throws in a hippie, played by Tom Hanks, who's awesome. Yeah, and he just makes you smile. He wants to. He there's a scene where he the the chief of police goes like. Like, do you have any evidence of this? Like, and Tom Hanks goes like, "Oh yeah, I've got a bunch of it," and like a bunch of pills throw pop out of his pocket from when they were at a drug rave earlier. It's just funny. I always love movies. I haven't seen that movie in forever, but I always yeah, I mean, like yeah. kind of the goofy comedies. Yeah, and it's um, it's, it, I mean, it's, I like Dan Aykroyd enough. I think this is the 
my favorite Dan Aykroyd movie where it's just him at the front of the movie and it's not him surrounded by others. Because, like, Ghostbusters doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and others to back him up. So this one, it's it's relying on him and Hanks. And he gives he does Joe Friday really good. Yeah. Like, it's it's... It's a solid impression. They do right. justice to the radio, TV show, whatever. It's like so. All, all the elements are there. You do. It's the highest quality of it by far. Yeah. So like, like we can't say the Shadow or the Lone Ranger. We just can't. It's it's Dragnet, and they have a rap at the end of it where Tom Hanks raps. Like that's everything, guys. Yeah. Yeah, but the Shadow has a perma dagger that flies around the room. That's dope. It it also has a Taylor Dane song, but you know like. I could talk about my personal secrets later. It has a whole sequence. It has a whole sequence where a giant nuclear bomb rolls down a hallway that then uh, Steven Spielberg ripped off for Minority Report with the eyeball. Drag, so, drag so, so Steven Spielberg is stealing from The Shadow, which makes The Shadow a better film. Drag uh, I like The Shadow when it was directed by Sam Raimi called Dark Man. Take that fucking big But uh, Dragnet has Christopher Plummer playing a priest who's preaching moral values but is secretly a satanic boys. priest. Oh. A pagan priest, actually, I should say. Sure. That is a card, yeah, yeah, so. And Christopher Plummer's actually pretty funny in it, too. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. So, yeah. Dragnet. And then uh, no last thing was right just now. a bunch of MST3K because that's the only thing I can really settle down to when I get off of work. Um, I uh, I saw The Fugitive Alien 1 and 2s back-to-back and that was like a buttload of fun. Like, the the in Fugitive Alien, it's just a Japanese television show about a star cruiser gang and their captain is like a belligerent alcoholic who brings in enemies onto his ship as friends and so they made an action figure out of him and like one of the play sets that joel and the bots created for him is uh watch captain joe as he goes through an awkward intervention and it's a barbie doll a ken doll and a donatello uh tmnt action figure telling them how they're ruining how his alcoholism is ruining their lives and when they get to the Donatello one, it goes, please, Captain Joe, don't cow up uncle your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Made me giggle. So anyway, that's all I watched this week. Uh, I cool. want to point out that I gave Fifty Shades. What's the one that came out? Fifty Shades Freed. One star. Okay. And I gave Darker one and a half because of the helicopter scene. Oh, okay. So I gave both of them a half a star because they both deserve a half a star because they're bad for people. But it means that I had to give Hurricane Heist a full star because it's – I think it's more watchable than Cloverfield Paradox, but but also very broken. So uh, – because Cloverfield Paradox is, is also at a one star for this year. So, But yeah, 50 feet, 50 feet is freed. Half a star. You got you to gotta exercise that half star for some real – or you just need to see some of the real trash I see every year. Uh, like um, if I see, you know, the- it might be I might give it some break because I like spending time with my wife and stuff. So Fair. it's a thing we do. Yeah. Um, and they're completely dumb. And we're hurricane heist. It just gave me a headache. <laughs> Here's a guy named Breeze. But hurricane heist didn't make me like furious at the film the way that that Fifty Shades did. Did. Um, I will say uh, as an example, Brad sent me a trailer that I didn't talk about in news. For uh, shoot, what's it, what's it called? City Shark, Home Shark, or something? House Shark, House Shark. House yeah. is it House? Oh my God, it's House Shark. There's literally a shot where a dorsal fin is coming up from a toilet. Yes, 
It's. I mean, they might as well just call the movie Land Shark, which is what it is. Like they should just make it. You know, candy gram. There should be a can- <laughs> yeah. There needs to be a candy gram. You know. Please, I'm just a dolphin. <laughs> I know. I know. Hold on. We're almost done. We got like one segment left, and I didn't watch anything, so it's gonna go really fast. This week, I didn't really watch anything. Uh, I watched a whole bunch of Voyager. I saw for years. I've been telling people about the episode that's been decanonized, which is the one where they they break uh, warp ten and uh, Tom Paris and the captain turn into salamanders, mm-hmm. and then they just turn back into not salamanders at the end because it's a friggin' terrible episode. Uh, but apparently, that was just like a rumor and circumstance, and never actually happened. So uh, I'll set the record straight here. Um, that episode officially real Star Trek canon. If you break warp 10, you turn into a salamander. Uh, anyway. Um, Good but, to know if I ever joined Starfleet. <laughs> yeah. I'm finishing up season two and the Borg are getting really, really close. So I'm getting really, really excited. Um, there's some really good shit in the in in, in that uh, that second season. There's also there's also a threshold though. So, um, and then other than that, oh, I started watching um, I started watching Planet Earth two, because uh, on Netflix and because Brooks wanted to watch it and she was like, this is great, and I was like, okay, I like pretty things. I was waiting, I was gonna my my 4K Blu-ray player showed up this week, uh, but I haven't ordered the 4K TV yet because I'm waiting till I move, but it, so it's just sitting over there. So I was going to wait and, and just buy Planet Earth 2 on 4K so that I could watch that because I was like, dude, that will look beautiful. Just do it! Mm. I probably will, but I'm still watching through it anyway. And it's cool. I've never watched any of the Planet Earth things, so I should probably go back and see the first one, you know, so I can figure out where the Planet Earth came from. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but In the, the beginning. One, yeah, the second one where they invent islands and mountains and jungles is pretty cool. Um, I have a feeling that if, if none of those things are in the first season, uh, that would be pretty disappointing. But so far, islands, mountains, and jungles, pretty dope. Uh, there's some badass animals out there. They do lemurs like four times, though. They keep going back to Madagascar. I think it's cheap. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, they're getting money from Because they're cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's a crazy jungle where everything has got spikes on it. I was like, why does that exist? That's silly. That's really when the show jumped the shark for me. I was like, "That's not real. That that can't be real." Do you think they're gonna reboot it for the, <laughs> for, for for cinema? We can only hope so. <laughs> reboot Planet Earth. <laughs> we can we can only hope, you know. Um, yeah, I, 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 I actually I, think it was recently called fake news. Yeah, I do like I I do like going outside too, James. It's awesome. You know, you just look around, look at. Trees. Oh, I didn't go outside, dude. This shit's on Netflix. I watch it in bed. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. I, I literally the, fell asleep I, watching I, this I, shit. I did the thing that was cheaper. Um, yeah, <laughs> technically. Uh, hey man, if you can go to Na- Madagascar for less than seven ninety nine a month, that's not how much my Netflix subscription <laughs> costs anymore. I say, isn't it like ten ninety nine now? Yeah, it's I don't know. I think people have Netflix, just like oh, whatever. I still have it. Yeah, take my out. money. Yeah. Uh, well, just and like get into my veins. Don't tell anybody, but especially because you know, technically, Brooks and I are not married because we're not. So right now, there's like three different people using my one Netflix account. So yeah, I'm getting my money's worth. You know, yeah. I should start pay- making those people pay rent though. Netflix uh, policeman is the all the ladies from Orange is the New Black come in and beat you up. Yeah. Um yeah, and I think that's it. Anything else is not worth noting. So Ryan. Uh yeah, I really didn't watch anything. I watched what Brad watched. I watched Justice League. And again, it, it's a movie that I think's fun, but it suffers. You can actually tell, uh I can when the different directors are working on it uh mm-hmm. by the banter. Yeah. I didn't bring it, but you can. Um, uh, and I also just I watched uh, 
Awesome. Yeah, it's my don. Um, he can say he, he can say tons of words, but for some reason he can't say fuh. So he, for phone, it's don. That's funny because we've tried to make him practice fuh so many times. Yeah, I know. Because I always wanted to say fuck. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Justice League, it just, I still think it's fun. Like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. Um, it's just there. Other than that it's about the Justice League. No, well, like, bam! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I like Batman and Wonder Woman. Uh, so, yeah. And, I mean, in 4K, it looks great. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, the the rooftop scene with Batman at the beginning, I remember seeing it in the theater, I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of like dark. Uh, but on 4K, like you can see the Batman's textures and oh, man. Um, so it looks pretty cool. That uh, makes me feel really excited to see Black Panther on 4K right. at some uh, point. So there's some good so, things. I also watched the Disaster Artist again, I think I mentioned. I, I, I need to listen to the commentary because it sounds amazing. Uh, the movie's still really good. I, have, I really enjoy it. Have you still not seen The Room? No. no you, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've right. got to rectify that soon. <laughs> we'll see. Um, It'll be so weird to see it now. Two weekends at the Esquire. That's yeah. right. Uh, if I can get uh, where I don't have to work a Sunday, then I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, really, the only thing. So I'm still doing my Scream Factory thing. Uh, so look for Bad Dreams and Visiting Hours to be posted soon. Um, two not very good movies, uh, but surprisingly loaded with features for a double feature. Um, visiting Hours starts with a V. Like yeah, so Bad Dreams. So I'm on B's. So Bad Dreams is the first movie listed. Oh, it's a two-pack? So oh, yeah, it's yeah. a okay. double feature. Um, and I also watched Bad Moon again, which is one of my favorite werewolf movies. Charlie Band, woo! Uh, it's not Charlie Band. It is. <laughs> Bad Moon? Full, the, f- Bad Moon is his full mu- full moon um, enterprises. Why is he arguing with me about this? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Bad Moon was made by Warner Brothers. Um Look it up. Bad Moon. Um, <laughs> anyways, they had the director, Eric Red, on it, and so he's doing the commentary. So I've seen the movie plenty of times, and I said, hmm, I should watch it with a commentary. I've never – so I've watched a lot of Criterions with commentary, and they have film scholars on there, and you can tell they're reading from notes, or when I watch Universal Monsters and they're reading from notes, okay. The director of the film was reading from notes, and he was really bad at it. So he would say, in this scene, I wanted to show that the dog was scary and tough. And this man here is an insurance guy. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is the most monotone reading prepared statements I've ever listened to in a commentary. And I listened to a dude uh, read The Bride of Frankenstein from an essay he wrote uh, while he was commenting. And this is maybe the worst commentary I've ever listened to. No, you're right. You're right, by the way. Thank you. Um, And so so the movie is interesting, but it's like, I, I don't know. Like, there's no passion when he's reading it. And not that it's bad for information way because he did really cool like how they did like practical effects while he was shooting it and why he shot it a certain way so that was really cool but he told it in such a boring way you're like dude come on liven up a little bit and it's from screen factory right yeah like, so they got because they see so i didn't i i didn't, I, I watched this a couple weeks ago, but it was the Psycho remake mm-hmm. with their commentary because Shout Factory put it out. Yeah. And they had Rob Galuzzo, the guy who did um, fucking Psycho Legacy, mm-hmm. and the editor of the film. And they don't tr- – they, they were able to get out of it something better than just reciting like, oh, that's what happened that day. They got yeah. a conversation out of like the cultural context of yeah, this film. It, it, it's, again, that's it's, how I like my commentary. He definitely needed someone to ask him the questions because the problem with it being canned is – it's so prepared that it doesn't sound natural. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about Michael Pear, who or Pere, I forget how to pronounce the last name. Uh, um, <laughs> who, who's the like the villain in it? I guess. Yeah, the uncle. Yeah, they, he talks about how he 
is great for it and how he got the part, but he's reading it. So it sounds really not like he means what he said, even though I'm sure he does. But maybe he just isn't a natural commentator because I, I don't think he's really done anything else. I think it's French. Michael Paré. 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 Uh, so, yeah, that's what I watched this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I keep forgetting Mason Gables in that movie. <laughs> I forgot to say I, I watched uh, the Transformers movie like two weeks ago. And Transformers the movie? Transformers the movie. Okay. Yeah, the cartoon? The cartoon one from the right. 80s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, which is uh, the animation cleanup on that disc is amazing. Um, it looks so good. Um, and some of the stories actually, like the art and the characters, like really fascinating. I did kind of like lose interest as it gets further and further towards the end. Um, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but some big character dies early on. Actually, two, I guess. Autobots. Yeah. No, that's like part of the driving I force of the story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it happens like it's one of the first things that like kickstarts the movie. I remember when they like found him dead as like creepy when I was young. Like, I'm sure I haven't seen it in years, but I remember like cobwebs all over him. And well, the, yeah, the weird part is that like when he dies, like the color just runs out of him. Yeah. Like I don't know why that would be a, but it's to show. You know, yeah. That's well, Orson Welles' last movie. Does yeah. the Matrix of Leadership show up in that movie? I remember there was some like all spark they were fighting over and hot rod was trying to like keep it away from uh, Megatron who gets transformed by uh, Unicron into something else. Does anybody, Super Megatron. Does anybody yeah, have like to that. go to transformer heaven to get Optimus back? Optimus doesn't come back. <laughs> oh no. Not all transformers go to heaven, which I thought would happen. Yeah. No, he, d- he does die pretty early. Else. I think it's, it's the first battle, isn't it? Yeah. He and Megatron fight like the f- in the first, scene or whatever and you know gets taken out by like a gun blast but then megatron gets his too and then his buddies like throw him into space because they're like you know they're the whole <laughs> the point of the movie was to introduce a new line of toys because they were like going to phase out the first generation transformers and then so all the like the new transformers in the movie are like getting rid of the um but then you realize the coolest one is the dude who turns into like a semi-truck yeah <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoops my mistake so yeah, that's that, now that's all I watched. Yeah, cool. Uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Tomb Raider. Brad, should people spelunk into the tomb? I don't know. It's a, it's just a movie that's kind of there. Alicia Vikander is Lara Croft is interesting. I just wish she had more. Like the whole story just amounts to like she's sad that she doesn't have her dad, and then she goes to this island to try and find him, and then there's not enough puzzle solving. Uh, the end gets like. It coolly gets a lot, a little bit like Last Crusade, pulls a, a couple, yeah, uh, ideas out of that. But yeah, it's just kind of there. Like I didn't find it very interesting. Zach, um, sure, it's fun. I wasn't its biggest fan, but like yeah, I had, a lot of it. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> like the 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 stuff that I saw was great. I mean, like I and I was nodding off toward the end, but then I got up when they revealed the the twist at the end but yeah on, on the we saw at the drive-in and yeah. like all the stuff in the tomb was really dark so a lot of times i was like oh, you couldn't see like, much that's, yeah i think action's happening yeah. right now i don't yeah. think that's a film thing i think that's a because mine didn't yeah. look like that at all yeah yeah i saw it in imax <laughs> yeah no, that's that's more of a just the way we were seeing it yeah uh-huh. it may be, be a thing of where because we're also far away too so if, if we were close up we might have been more engaged i was worried about that yeah it's a word I think your seat placement in a theater has a lot to do with how you enjoy a movie. Yeah. I agree too. I mean, I saw a majority of it, so like I, I would say like it's, it's, it's engaging enough. I mean, I was not like, 
rush. I'm not going to rush out to see it again, but I like Alicia Vikander a lot, and I want to see her succeed. So I'd say, yeah, go see this at least for her. She's great in it. That the opening, the opening's awesome, and I love it. So, um, yeah, James. Um, yeah, I mean, especially if you are a fan of these games or you are just interested in sort of adventure films, like these things don't come around very often. So like I'm going to take what I can get. If it's between this and another national treasure movie, this is great. Um, th- I would, I would sort of say that like maybe a way to describe it is this movie definitely doesn't break the video game curse. Um, like it, it's got a lot of problems and things that I, I find myself forgiving it for, um, simply because I think, the character is cool. A lot of the action's cool. The idea and this this kind of story is the kind of stuff that I want. Um, but it's definitely a movie that when it's over, I'm more excited for the sequel and the potential for how good a sequel could be than I am for how good the movie itself was. Um, but I definitely think, like, yeah, you should check it out. I think it's really fun. I think she's great. Um, I think that there's some choices they made in the story that that were unexpected that I really enjoyed. Um, and then there's some other things I got to talk about later that I, some things I was mad about, some things that I thought were not as good. Um, but yeah, I think people should check it out. Uh, yeah, picking up back off James, I actually really like the movie cause every once in a while I need a movie where it's just fun. Yeah. Um, and I think this movie was lots of fun mm. and being a fan of the game, I really liked it. I did have two kind of problems with it that I'll talk about in the spoilers. Um, enough. I, I forgave it because I, I, I do think it, um, it, it had the Last Crusade moments to it, and I don't know if it needed more puzzles. I think it, to establish who she is, at least she raided a tomb. I don't know if it needed more puzzles. I just think it needed more like compelling puzzles. Sure, like, yeah, I get that. Like the color There's, one was like, oh, okay, that's that, that's interesting. the only real puzzle. The other puzzle you don't actually see the pieces of, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, she raided a tomb, um, which is more. I don't think they do in the Angelina Jolie ones. I don't remember, right? Because I'm pretty sure she just goes on like. Uh, I would say that the, that first that that tomb where the giant swinging pendulum thingy is that would I would say I that's guess a tomb. I have to watch them again. I literally have them. I think I bought them on Blu-ray when they first came out, and they're still on the wrapper. Um, I recently rewatched the first one. It does not hold up very well, <laughs> so, and that was the good one. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell you was in the second one. I know uh, they go she, to Africa. She rides a motorcycle on the Wall of China. That's the second one. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, no, I think you should see it. I, I, I had lots of fun. If you're a fan of the games, at least this one makes Laura really interesting and tough. Yeah, I, w- I would say this is a good video game adaptation, but it doesn't, it's not the, it is not the Logan of video game no. adaptation, which is maybe what I wanted. <laughs> uh, here's a trailer for Tomb Raider. I thought I saw that again. I think I'm going mad. Laura, your father's gone. At some point, we have to face up to who we are, who we're meant to be. I think I know where my dad went. That's right in the middle of the Devil's Sea. It will be an adventure. Death is not an adventure. What are you doing here, Laura? Seven years, I've been on this island. Your father, he put me here. Now I see the likeness, intelligence, the recklessness. What do you know about my father? Thought I couldn't breathe without you. 
life than boardrooms and business deals. There's an organization called Trinity. It's looking to start a global genocide. Your dad sure you had a bigger holiday. You had a knack for the unexpected. You must stop them, Lara. Promise me. Go! You messed with the wrong family. This movie has Derek Jacobi in it, and I think that's incredible. For, like, how many seconds? <laughs> no, I know. They wasted like, him. He he years old, like, like, what do you want him to do? He's just playing a lawyer in a room. He was on set for a day. He's like, I'm like, just trying to keep his body together. Yeah, <laughs> like, Shakespeare scholar Derek Jacobi in the in the Tomb Raider movie. What's this movie called? Womb Raiders? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, Tomb Raider borrows heavily from the last two games that rebooted it. Especially that first one yeah. i mean so much now they radically changed that opening like act mm-hmm. um in a way that i actually thought was really cool i think so too um at first i was like this is weird because so you had told me going in you were like there's one thing there's one choice they make that i really don't like and so it kind of drove me crazazy because in the whole movie i'm, I'm going like is it that because i like that is it that because i actually like that um but that was no, one where mine was at the end no i know um <laughs> oh, yeah i've talked to you about it yeah so the yeah like they they redo that whole beginning where like now I, I didn't even know if she knew who she was like i thought like was she like abandoned and then as it started to come together like oh she just chooses she she will never sign the paper saying he's dead so she can't inherit any of the money mm-hmm. like i thought that was kind of a cool premise and of course then telegraphs that like oh well her be- her dad better be alive then because Otherwise, there's, there's like, no closure there. I know. I kind of like... So, my, my biggest problem with the film, since we're kind of here, um, is not that her dad's alive, per se, but I don't I don't like that she... I don't like sometimes when they present really strong female characters, and something has to happen for them by someone else for them to become strong. Yeah. So, I don't like that her dad... The only reason I didn't like that her dad was still alive is because I wanted her to figure it out by herself. So, here's where I agree with you. I don't like that she doesn't believe her dad because that doesn't seem in character. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it's your dad. Like, yeah. and you read all his research before you came. So whatever convinced him, like, if he believes and he's been on this island for all this time, like, you're allowed to have daddy issues and be pissed at him. But at the same time, like, you know, just you should believe him. Like that part I didn't understand. Yeah. Um, but I will say, in contrast to your argument, is I think that they do things like. Like, I almost cried when she killed the dude because that first kill, much like oh, in the yeah, video yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do really well. And and they make you actually, and maybe it's just me because I'm bringing baggage to the movie, but when that scene happens, I know, like, oh, you're actually making my, this character who's not supposed to be necessarily a badass 
realize she has to like be a badass and kill people yeah. to survive and that scene is pretty rough like you, sh- you can tell she feels it um like that's a thing she does completely on her own not not spurred on because of her yeah, dad I agree. but then it leads to, it actually gets cut short by her dad showing up and I'm like oh, fuck like you know yeah it, it, I would almost want it the other way where he shows up like Peter Pan in Hook or something like mm-hmm. that and it's like oh no you just killed that guy here, let me give you all the answers. I've been here being a badass all this time, and I couldn't get away because I had to keep them distracted. Like, I didn't want him to be John Hurt from Indiana Jones 4. I wanted him to be a little bit cooler. Yeah. Because then he ends up being this weird MacGuffin, getting into to some of the things I don't like. Like, okay, so she does this scene, which should have been longer, where she sneaks into the camp, and she should have just arrowed more dudes in the face. What this, movie, <laughs> what this movie is missing is her sniping fools with arrows more. Uh, like it happens once, and I, you know, I wanted like four times. Um, I thought it was weird when, like, she's talking to her dad, and all of a sudden she's like suddenly super strong and just like grabs a bow and just heads right towards the camp. Oh, see, that's what that's what I wanted. Yeah, but yes, um, it, just, it just seems like a, a like a one eighty turn in that scene. Yeah, because there's scenes like that where she has to go, like the movie needs to move, and they yeah. don't know how to do it. So, for example, her her crazy John Hurt dad. Uh, wanders into the camp while she's trying to uh, evacuate all the people and then just starts playing with the tools or, or with the puzzle, even though he doesn't want them to open it. Like, why are you there? What is your motivation other than to move the plot forward and get caught? Like, there's moments like that where I'm like, fucking A, like, if you had made him cool and, like, it should have been he's cool she's glad to have him but she's pissed at him and has to deal with that and she's vindicated because she's right in that he's alive yeah. and then um i thought he was gonna be like this hallucination that's like yeah i think i think the hallucination would have been cool that's like oh. propelling her to move forward because she's like i'm like pretending he's there to help her you know be a badass but if yeah it's it's like i would argue not a hallucination but maybe like if she'd been reading from the journal like no, don't make it a like don't make it a red herring for the audience, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I just... And then my other moment, because then I'll talk about stuff I really loved about it, is... Because <laughs> right. um, we've been hating on it, mostly. At the end, she's fighting Walter Goggins and... Walton Goggins, Walt Goggins. who's amazing. And, uh, you know, he has her in that hold, and he's about to beat her, and the only thing that stops him from killing her is the explosion her dad sets off. Yeah. yeah. And I just hate that. I'm like, why yeah. can't you just... Obviously, she can well, kick his ass. Especially because they've they've kind of... <laughs> They kind of bungle it because she's already done the thing where he gets her in the headlock just like she is at the beginning of the movie, yeah. and then she gets out of it and beats the shit out of him for a little while, and then he gets to jump on her again. So it's like, wait, why did you do that when instead it should have been the other way? Like, have her be winning, and then the bomb goes off, and she exactly. gets knocked over again. Because it's Tomb Raider, and the modern version of Tomb Raider is let's watch Lara get beat the shit out of a lot. Like, it would have been better had, you know... Because yeah, yeah, that's the thing is I because again you're presenting the strong female character and the only way she gets an upper hand is something else had to happen for her to do it. Yeah, I'd much rather have her find a way to get out because once she got out and she stuffed that finger down his throat that's and then fucking dude. then she yeah. kicked the shit out of him like it was yeah. awesome. And then even when she's running away, it reminds me of the game where the the temple's right. falling oh, yeah. around her and she's trying to get. So there were there were almost two on the nose moments of like <laughs> like that where you're like okay this is the game. There's when she's on the boat. And the the side of the boat gets hit, and there's a thing for her to basically jungle Jim across. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like it it, it would have been fine had there not been a pause. There was a pause where she goes, 
what do I do here? Oh, there's jungle gym bars. Let me climb across this like a jungle. And I'm like, okay, all right. Just have her jump and do it. But I, I, I loved, I mean, I thought it was shot cool. Um, I love that it kind of turned into a zombie movie from Uncharted 1. I was just going to say, my, <laughs> my, my actual big gripe with this film is that they get to the end, and spoilers for Uncharted 1, but they just stole the whole ending of Uncharted 1 where it's like, oh, the whole MacGuffin, the whole movie, turns out is full of disease and turns you into zombies. Um, but I thought it was really cool handled where she's figuring it out. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh, everything's rooted in reality, and yeah. she's just... Uh, to me, so those are the moments I like because I feel that's Tomb Raider. Right. You know, it's Agreed. supernatural but grounded in reality and she has to figure it out. Yeah. Because she's smarter than everybody else. And yeah. And I love that she used her smarts. Um, you know, she solved the puzzles. And Alicia Vikander is amazing anyways. And mm-hmm. she's great in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the bike scene at the beginning. There's a bike which scene, is which is cool. fun. It's all better than all of Premium Rush. Um, That's what I was thinking. The whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so glad this isn't the whole film. I was going right to say, movie. like, even though I nodded off at points, like the, wh- when I'm watching her, because that opening for me is so strong, I want to follow her around. Yeah. And I'm even, I'm even in the boat. I'd watch a sequel. Like, I want to see adventures with her. Yeah. When I, it, I think she's a, an awesome character. And like, yeah, I mean, she doesn't have the best independent push in terms of what you were talking about with the. That, that's just a small gripe, yeah, but you it's, know, it's that's my biggest gripe with it is it. She, I, I'm a big believer is she should be driving the story. Mm-hmm. She should be driving the story. Yeah. Um, but when you get to Goggins, and then it kind of like yeah, because even that part. I mean, if you're if you like the 2013 game, I mean, it's almost just like that yeah. game where it's Trinity and they're there and you know. They bind her by her hands, and she has to escape through the plane. Oh, that whole sequence, from when she falls through the river to when she gets impaled by the spike, I was like, because I I literally started that game up again when I got home. I was like, (laughs) holy shit. I playing Rise again. This is just, I mean, that is the game, that whole section. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's fun. And it's, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's cool to have a movie that's just fun. Especially coming off Hurricane Heist, it just frustrated the hell out of me. I would almost say that that sequence makes it worth seeing the movie because you could tell my whole audience was like on edge, yeah, and you could hear like people reacting and like being really nervous. Um, like everybody, I was seeing I had Brooks on one side and then a stranger on the other side, and both of them I could just tell were like when that scene finally ended, you could just kind of feel everybody just go like, "Oh, okay, all right, yeah. we're we're okay now," even though you know she's gonna be okay. Um, I will say that it should have been a full piece of rebar. Like, just steal that. Because when she pulls the thing out, I'm like, it's like three inches long. And in the game, she's impaled on a piece of rebar. And you're like, oh, oh, oh it's really rough. Like, I wanted I wanted to, not that I really want her to be, like, terribly hurt. But, like, she almost feels a little wimpy when she pulls this little thing out, and you're like, "Hey!" And I'm sure if I got stabbed with three inches of metal, <laughs> I would whine and complain way more than she does. But it's a movie, and it's imagination. I want, imagination. I want, I want a big old stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I want, I wanted her to be so badass that a whole piece of rebar through her side. She's like, "I don't give a shit." She pulls that shit out. Like the Terminator. Walking around. That's right. Uh, It basically, that's actually kind of exactly what it is in the game. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah. Um, And I I do that whole ending sequence where they're finally like setting up like, oh, like 
here's who the villain would be in the next movie, and here's what it would look like, and here here's all these revelations, and how much now she has guns because she doesn't have a gun, does not fire a gun through the whole movie. I kind of like the bow and arrow though, because you know oh, I agree. As a fanboy, when she grabbed the bow and arrow, and she's like. Oh, I'm gonna take care of it. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, because it's I play those games bow and arrow only, <laughs> yeah. walking around silently hunting everyone. Because um, that's the and part things. that's cool. I love tracking bears. Oh yeah, I was kind of <laughs> expecting like I was expecting after she finally gets out of the the plane sequence, I was kind of expecting like a wolf to come along yeah. and then she's got to wrestle it uh, or run away up a tree. But but then she just she, sequel. She just killed that dude. Yeah. Yeah, she can fight a bear or a T-Rex. <gasps> Ooh, can she fight a T-Rex in the next one? <laughs> She's in Jurassic World. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a better movie. Um, By the way, Goggins, man. Goggins is fun. Yeah, he's yeah, fun. He's, he's always good. He's a damn good villain. Like, mm. I, I mean, I know he's good in other stuff, but like, you know. Justified? Best show on television for seven years? What's that you rapping about, boy? Just saying. No, I liked him. Tamiola Fantastic. The thing that I took away from it coming out, because I know nothing about Tomb Raider. I'm ignorant. But like, so She has boobs, and she shoots guns at things. Are they triangular? They are triangular. Very well done. So, like, walking out of it, like, I mean, I liked her as a strong character, and, like, Goggins was an awesome villain, and, like, what was good about it was like I, I mean, getting into the world, I'm like, oh, he's a huge piece of shit. But there's more huge pieces of shit out there. Ooh, how bad yeah. can this get? <laughs> you know, and like the fanboy me when she got the, the axe. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh yeah, I bet she's gonna run and jump and have to stick it into a wall and slide. That out. was cool. <laughs> yeah, so um, I love that stuff. And uh, and yeah, I do like when she sticks it down or down his throat. <laughs> yeah, and just just kicks him down there. <laughs> yeah. Although he fell weird, like and it's hard. And granted, it was hard for us to see. It, it felt like to me like he fell weird, but maybe it's because we had crushed blacks on our screen or something. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I th- he I, fell in bones. I yeah, he fell in. He, he like drops on some bones and stuff. So I, like, I need to watch this oh, again. In the I, I was. That was one of the things where I was like, uh, there was a faster way. I knew she was eventually going to get to the part where she just kicks the the ladder off. So I just I just wanted to do her that earlier, like. When she got to that part, I when she like runs past him and jumps onto that thing, I thought right then she was just going to like turn the ladder over and and you know dump him there. But no, she had to kick his ass first. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and I like Nick Frost in the pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, Nick Frost is pretty great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I that's wasn't flirting <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> she tries to like attack him, like, "Help! That's what the glass is for, just for these moments." <laughs> <laughs> He's always fun. Yeah. I like how she got him back, though, like by spilling the copy through the little slit in the window. <laughs> Conado. What? <laughs> Conado. <laughs> uh, next week we're seeing, I don't know, what are we seeing next week? Uh, I think it's next Pacific Rim Uprising. Pacific Rim, I think. Unless nice. we're seeing Isle of Dogs. Oh. I, I think Isle of Dogs, Dogs is in really. April. Isn't it? No, Isle of Dogs, Dogs, Dogs is next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Alamo. Shit, huh? So we'll yeah. probably at least see Pacific Rim, and then maybe we'll see Isle of Dogs, or Should maybe some of us will see Isle of Dogs, or maybe we postpone Isle of Dogs for a down week because we could. What is so the week after that is Ready Player One, right? And then and then it's Quiet Place, and then when are we gonna watch The Devil's Honey? Sorry, I, I, I this came this popped up on my on Friday my the thirteenth <laughs> is uh, I Kill Giants. Uh, yes, are you guys then April that screening, huh? 
No, I, I'm. I'm, I'm not at that screening, but I will go see it. Yeah. I think you and I are the only. Is it a wide release? release? I don't think. No, it's a wide we, release. I mean we can get it on VOD if we have to. Oh, okay. Oh shit! Is that what it is? VOD, yeah, and theaters. I will. I will buy a ticket to that movie every day for a week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Let me some Joe Kelly. Uh Can we go shopping for the wedding? No, I kill giants. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, uh, yeah. Not even um, excited. Just very calmly. I kill giants. <laughs> no, I'm lamer than that. I'm seeing a bluegrass supergroup that night. Uh, that's the not, that's the tickets were way more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is the definition of a bluegrass supergroup? Um, no idea, but it sounds fun. <laughs> one of the one of the main people from a band called Nickel Creek, which was a really big band, uh, and uh, two other women who sing independently. One of whom has already had a really successful band. Uh, one of whom won a Grammy or two for her last record. Um, all made a band, and they've had a band for a while now. Called Supergrass. Called I'm With Her, because <laughs> uh, they're all ladies. Hmm. Thought they supported Hillary Clinton. Nope, they were around before Hillary Clinton. They're all 90 years old. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, they, it, I don't think it was that. but Oh, uh, there's a week where our choices are Overboard or Truth or Dare or The Writer. Yeah, I'm not seeing Overboard, because fuck that shit. So, but that is the week of April thirteenth. Oh, that's when that's when right, right. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, it doesn't have to be the movie of the week. But Blumhouse has me interested with that trailer. I'm like, how? What could? Oh, for truth, for truth or dare, not yeah, for overboard. Yeah, yeah no, not for you, overboard. son of a bitch. Blumhouse would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overboard. Actually, if you did a if you did a really like rough remake of Overboard, where it's a horror film where a guy abducts a woman and then basically just tortures her, forces her to clean his apartment and have sex with him, that would be a really good horror film. I'm just saying, Jason Blum has done Stranger Things, and they've won. Oscars for them, dude. Right. Like, yeah. This could happen. <laughs> yeah. So the only bet down week until the end of April is actually that week we're seeing I Kill Giants. Because then, I mean, we're all we're all seeing Rampage, right? I'll oh, see yeah. Rampage. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, Super Troopers Two is that week as well, but I think we're seeing Rampage. I may yeah. see Super Troopers Two though too. Oh, I'll see it. I just... Jewett, um, the, uh, Andy Jewett. Jewett? Andy Jewett from okay. Sex Pot Comedy um, worked on it in some capacity. So. And then April twenty seventh, we're all going to see Traffic. Yeah. Mm. Well, are uh, we? <laughs> I think next week is your 100th episode. I'm trying to, I'm well, trying to get the... Well, Zach will be Bad time for you to miss an episode, Zach. Yep. <laughs> uh, Do we have to celebrate shitty holidays? <laughs> <laughs> Till next week. One by one. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.